if you're looking for some straight-up marketing advice that's super chilled and also a bit of a laugh, then grab yourself a drink and get ready for Marketing and Margaritas, a podcast that makes marketing entertaining. Brought to you by Rebel Nation, direct from regional Queensland. Hi, welcome to Marketing and Margaritas. I'm Jay. And I'm Alana. And today we're talking about how to improve your Google ranking today. So SEO and SEM. Firstly, Jade, what the hell are they? A pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love acronyms. But SEO stands for? So SEO is search engine optimization. So basically what that means is that you're doing activities both on your website and off your website to improve where your website ranks on search engines such as Google. Right. And SEM is? Search engine marketing. So that's the paid side of things. So think of stuff like Google Ads and Ads Manager, etc. So that's getting your website to um, the audience that you want to reach, but you're actually paying for it as opposed to SEO, which is... Organic. Exactly. Awesome. Okay. So today we're focusing on something you can actually do organically yourself today to improve that ranking. But first, we have a little bit of a website disclaimer. This is a a little bit of a bugbear of ours. (laughs) So (laughs) we just wanted to give you all of the insight about what you can actually achieve. So Macaulay? If you're, so what we're basically going to go through today will definitely improve your website ranking if your website is actually already optimized. So if you've got a really old website, um, if it's, you know, there's plugins and platforms and things and stuff that haven't been updated. Yeah. You know, if it's been set up badly, either on the front end or the back end, you know, if if, if it's not actually set up properly, then there's nothing's really going to help until you get those issues sorted first. And that's really hard from someone who doesn't know anything about IT or building websites um, to actually understand. Like I know myself that I will, oh yeah, no, that looks okay. But like that, it's the coding, it's um, metadata. metadata. Um, If your website has been submitted, submitted to Google and properly indexed, like that's just words to me. That doesn't really mean anything. (laughs) I don't do this side of things, but like they all, play a big role in how your website works already exactly Um, and so you know one thing that Alana and I were talking about the other day is how you know a website does have a lifespan yes Um, just like how cars need to be serviced regularly and eventually will shit themselves and you do need to buy a new one (laughs) you know a website for your business is not just like cool we built a website that's ticked off never need to look at or buy a new one ever ever (laughs) like no need to update it's good for 20 years no no that's not gonna work and if you're coming to us or you're having problems going "Mm, my page isn't coming up in google ranking well these things all contribute to how it actually works before you try it especially before you spend money on seo packages or anything like that because that seems to be people saying like oh my website's not performing oh i'll buy an seo package like, before you do that, please, please, please actually look at the site itself. Sorry, Lana's laughing because I'm freaking out a bit because I just, I hate people getting taken advantage of and it happens so often, you know, and it's not just big metro areas, it's not just online scams. There is, you know, there's all kinds of organizations and people that will take advantage of you because, you know, some of the stuff is a little bit complicated and technical and they use that to sell you on stuff that is 
not going to help unless you actually have the foundations <laughs> right. Okay, let's move on. Okay, so I that's our disclosure. <laughs> if you need to stop and go back and have a look at your website, make sure it's up to date, make sure everything there is what needs to be there. We do, we schedule in our marketing budget and our timeline every year to review the content that is on our website to make sure everything is being updated, making sure our platform is working accurately for our website. So that's your platform is the site that what it's built on. What it's yeah. built on. Um, so we use Squarespace and it auto updates and we love it. It takes the stress out of it, but you still need to check in on those things. So if you need to stop, pause this podcast right now, <laughs> go and check, go and have a look, earmark this for later, go for it. We were not judging you. If you're confident that your website is pretty A-OK, then keep listening because we're going to talk about how to get it even more A-OK. Yeah, cool. So one of the easiest things that you can actually do yourself um, to improve your SEO on a regular basis is updating your website with new, fresh content consistently. Yay! So, you know, first thing that comes to mind probably for most people is blogging. And then the second thing that comes to mind is, hell no, I don't want to be blogging. I don't have time for that. Yeah, exactly. So, what am I going to blog? <laughs> so we wanted to break it down and make it as simple as possible for you to actually be able to action this advice. So yes, you know, blogging is one way of consistently putting fresh content onto your website. So that can be, you know, say something that you do weekly or whatever, you write a blog and you upload it to your blog section. However, putting fresh content onto your website regularly is not just about blogging. Yes. So you can do it in different sections and it depends on your business and what what you are doing. So you can make it work easily for you. So even if you do have a blog page, you can also do other sections, update other sections of your website with things like a project page. We've been working on this project for this awesome client and we're so proud of it. That's showing off your stuff. That's um, another tick for your SEO um, and it's a different section. So you're not doing the same thing every time. It can be our work, so a bit of a portfolio of what you're doing. It can be news, whether it's specifically about you or it's industry related. Client news. Client news. That's all great stuff to go up on your website. Uh, case studies is kind of a tie into your project page. If you have a large um, employee base for your business, you can be doing staff profiles. Like that is all going to be helping your website. If you did one of those a month, that's four different things that you're creating organic new content for and your SEO is going to love you for it. And you're not sitting down doing the same repetitive thing or going, what am I going to blog about? Like a blog, the word blog has become a scary word. It has and it really, I mean, we've got some ideas about formatting and everything to make it a bit easier for you. But honestly, blogs aren't necessarily what you think. Like it's not the three hour article and stuff like no. that's, yeah. I think of it as just a long form social media post. Yes, really. correct. Like yeah. if, if you're like, this is too long to put on my Facebook page, just write that extra paragraph or two and put it on your website. It's a blog. So question is, why are we doing this? Why does Google lack new content? So basically, Google works by little bots that crawl through. Oh, God, this that is so creepy. It does. I just realized I was saying. This is like these spider robots is what I'm imagining. So basically, the Google bots will crawl your website looking for new content to index um, because Google is pretty much just like a massive filing cabinet and the way that you find stuff in that filing cabinet is keywords. Yeah. Keywords are just search terms. So if you were looking for hairdresser Mackay, for example, it will try and find all of the files that are relevant to Hairdresser Mackay. And here's some new ones that we're going to put up nice and early because they're new and relevant. Well, it, it sort of works like 
Wishful thinking. Yeah, no, not exactly. It sort of, it works on popularity as well. So for example, if your website has been clicked on, so if you've got hairdresser Mackay as a search term, and then your website shows up and you've gotten clicked on, you know, because someone went through that search term yeah. and they stay on your website for a bit, um, then that is a good, like it shows Google, oh, you're relevant to that keyword. Yeah. The more that happens, the stronger that your website is tied to that keyword, but you're not the only website in existence. No, you're not the only hairdresser. <laughs> as it, so new content gets added to the web, obviously, all of the time, which is why in that new fresh content is really important because it it strengthens those connections to those keywords for you. Um, so as an example, if you were a dentist, you might have a page about braces and then you might do a blog about braces. Yeah. So that's, you know, the term braces, etc. you know, it's on your website a few times. However, if you were then to do blog about braces for teenagers, braces for adults, do you need braces, how to eat with braces, how to clean and maintain your braces, different types of braces, here's some new braces, so on and so forth. You know, each time that you're blogging about it and putting those keywords in prime spots within your blog, it is strengthening your website to appear for that search term. Yeah. And so then if you think of the search terms, you know, you might have five, you might have 50 that are ones that you really want to show up for. You know, just start with one. Yeah. Start with one search term and build up some fresh, con you know, build up some content. And that content, you know, scheduling it out regularly means that it, it, there's always reasons to go back and crawl through your website. Absolutely. And then do that with your other ones, you know, over time as well to kind of build up and strengthen. It is a process, but the more you do it, even just getting started with one today, it's, you know, you need to start for it to actually make a difference. Absolutely. Awesome. And so obviously as a dentist, you potentially would do more than braces. So you don't have to just... Have dentists do more than braces? <laughs> uh, possibly. Um, actually, so that's an orthodontist that does braces. I don't think... Did dentists eat... Anyway, that's that's besides the point. Clearly neither of us have had braces. Um, so yeah, no, you'd obviously mix that list in your blog up. It wouldn't just be bombarded with braces. But this is where your blog and your website differ from social media. If you post about braces every time on your website, people aren't going to go there and go, oh, they talk about his braces. They go in there because they're looking for this information. Mm. So it's not like Facebook where you've gone, oh, I've written the same post all week they're going to shut off they're going to change that's not how this works yeah. our behavior on social is a lot different to our behavior when we're looking for a search time like when we are searching for information about braces we then want we want to read the information about braces <laughs> like that's exactly what we're specifically looking for so seeing five posts in a row that are about braces yeah you know, especially if they're all different takes and topics, etc. Breaking like, it down. Exactly. Like, oh, I, I'm an adult and I need braces, so I'll read about the process. Oh, here's one about eating with braces. Well, if I'm going to get braces, I probably want to know beforehand what issues I might have with eating and so on and so forth. Exactly. It's like, what, no more taffy? <laughs> <laughs> taffy? I don't know. I was trying to think of something <laughs> sticky in your teeth. <laughs> I've heard apples is a really tricky oh, one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, neither of us have had braces, clearly. <laughs> this is like a, probably not our best example. I think that was an excellent example. It wasn't about gardening or slugs, so winning. <gasps> All right, so how, Jade? What is the how of doing blogs? Right, so as I said before, blogging is not necessarily just sitting there and writing like a magazine article. 
Um, you know, there's definitely for some people, like for some businesses, that really long form post can suit and it suits their audiences and that might be something that you want to play with. It's not like it's a don't do that. It's just, a, you know, you don't have to do that. Yeah. So one thing I get asked quite a lot by people is, you know, when we're building websites and stuff, I'm like, cool, let's put some blogs on there. And they're like, okay, so how, what's the word count? How long does it need to be? And it's like, well, th there is no magic number. And I mean, honestly, I have read a lot about SEO and blogging, etc. And I've got a couple of different people that I follow. And it's really interesting because um, two of the, the main ones have actually both got scientific, you know, their own personal evidence, very different theories <laughs> about how long a post should be. So in my mind, when I go through and, and research it, I'm like, no one... There is no one answer here. It's personal preference. It's not. Yeah. It's and it's kind right of like wrong. if you could write a blog that was one paragraph long with a heading and you could do that consistently once a week, that's going to get you so much further ahead than sitting on trying to do one big ass article once, once a, month. a month. Yeah. Exactly. So I really think it's less about, um, you know, thinking about what standards or guidelines there are, what you're supposed to do and actually doing what suits you. So get out of your head a little bit on that one. Yeah. So using our dentist examples or orthodontics, <laughs> where I'm clear on that. Those braces, people. <laughs> using our braces as examples, you could do like, okay, braces for teenagers. We're going to write a few paragraphs about this. Eating with braces. We're going to write a paragraph and then you're going to have a list of foods to potentially avoid, I would imagine. Mm -hmm. So you can do it in different ways. It's not just sitting down and doing those paragraphs. Lists are great. Photo albums and some captions with a couple of, with a paragraph going, hey, this is what we did. Especially if it's a case study or a project mm -hmm. plan, a project page, sorry. You can use different ways to represent it. Yeah. And so like going back to that, the, the food for braces thing. So for example, you could write four paragraphs about, you know, uh, different, how the foods affect it, you know, and the, what should we call it, different textures and all that sort of thing and, and why it's an issue. You, another way of doing that exact same post is, like Lani said, you could write an intro paragraph and then have a list of foods to avoid. Like do's and don'ts. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, sorry, that's another one. So that's you a could, whole other blog. Yeah, yeah there's three right write, there. And then you could do that same post and have a, a, a couple of paragraphs and then have a gallery of images of the food with the caption of them of these are the foods to avoid. Because on one side, you know, for your website, you've got SEO works you know, not just from the keywords and the terms and stuff that you're putting on there, but it's also, like I said before, it's how long people are staying there. Yeah. So if someone could goes to your blog and, you know, they go there and it's like, you know, four paragraphs and they jump straight off, that actually doesn't help your SEO. Yeah. Okay. Um, because they're just leaving straight away. Whereas if they were to be there and they were to sit and click through a few photos, yep. that extra time helps show that you are relevant for that keyword. Even better is that if you have a blog, say about, um, you know, foods to avoid when uh, you've got braces, is to then have a call to action button at the bottom. So that could be, you know, contact us for a no obligation consult. quote to the day. Oh, yep. yeah, consult. Um, or it could be, you know, considering getting braces, read up about the different types of braces that you can get. So you then point them to read another article uh, that is relevant to the information they read. So they actually click further into your site. Which is awesome. But again, and you think of it like, yes, we want, you know, we want good SEO because we want to be visible. But why do we want to be visible? 
Yeah. We don't just want to stand up in front of people and wave our arms and shout. Yeah. We actually want them to become a customer. The end game is not to be visible. All these people that go on and on about being visible, that's great, but you actually need to put a little bit of thought in behind what you're going to do once you grab someone's attention. Yeah. So it's really conversion. Conversion is that's the most important goal. thing. Yeah. So even if you only, you know, might have you might have a keyword that doesn't get searched a lot. It might only have say 50 people searching for it a month, but if you you know have a high conversion rate, yeah, then that's better than if there's 10,000 people searching for it a month and they don't none of them you know like none of them buy from you sort of thing. That's not very well worded, but it's basically it's about the conversion. It's not just about the visibility. Yeah, absolutely. So linking those three together, anything that's relevant to keep to keep that conversation going. Yeah. And so it improves your SEO because they're going deeper into your website. And so that shows Google that you're relevant to that keyword. And then, you know, on the actual business side where you want to make money, you know, someone who is engaging with you further, going further into your website, reading your information, getting to know, like, and trust you, they're more likely to actually get in contact with you as well. So win-win on all faces. It's not just on all faces, on all fronts. It's not just about getting onto Google it is actually about engaging with your customer and engaging with your potential customer and turning them into a customer. Yes. So keep keep that consumer hat in mind. You still, you know, you're wanting to attract people. You're not just Google's not your end goal. Yeah, exactly. And that's like <laughs> frustrates me so much. Like, how do I get on the first page of Google? And it's like, do you mean like how do you get more customers in a particular market? Like, how do you launch a new product? Like, what's the actual end goal? Let's work from there backwards, shall we? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Sorry, I'm gonna get off my high horse. Again, was that like the third time for this one? <laughs> yeah, this was a hard one to plan because Jade's very passionate about this. <laughs> okay, so we're going to talk about when. What is our timing? When should we be posting blogs? Yeah, cool. So much like the how long should a blog post be, um, the timing is also really um, dependent on you and your time and also your industry. So for example, like in our region, we've got heaps of lawyers and stuff, or a lot of solicitors, etc., who are actually using their blogs and everything, and so they're posting content regularly. So search terms around, you know, lawyers, Mackay, solicitors, Mackay, etc., they're competitive search terms. Yeah. So that's something where you want to be putting something out probably weekly and really being very strategic about how you use keywords, etc., using those prime, you know, keyword spots. So like for a blog, it's always like, you know, your heading, your subheading, putting it into the first uh, paragraph, you know, like making sure that you actually use the keyword in those spots that that Google uh, um, put more weighting on. Yeah. So, yeah, if, if you're in a competitive industry, then uh, com- online, I mean, then, you know, it, it, make sure that you're doing it fairly regularly. Um, you might be in a competitive industry like electricians. But online, you know, no, no one's really, blogging about yeah. it. They're too busy in rooms installing lights and doing Yeah, that. and so they tend to do a lot of SEM. So they'll do paid stuff, um, but not necessarily the organic stuff. So that might be that if you just put up, you know, something every few weeks, you're actually staying really quite high in your Google rankings. Whereas then, you know, if you do something like steel fabrication or, you know, like some of, oh, maybe that is, comp- no, well, Depends what area you're in. So I was talking to a client recently who who does it, and it's only just become competitive across Queensland. 
So like, if but you, if there's only two businesses in Mackay and neither of them are blogging, then if you start, like you're going to win that race. Yeah, exactly. So, and that might just be that you are doing something just, you know, every few weeks or you might do like, say a news post or something once a month, but then, you know, every couple of weeks you just freshen up a bit of content and stuff that, you know, like add a new photo Project or something. Page. Yeah. Etc. So yeah, so the timing really is dependent on how competitive your industry is online. Online in the area that you service. Awesome. But yeah, I guess no matter what sort of timing that you want to go for, I really recommend, you know, scheduling it in. So whether that is, you know, if you're going to be say doing a update, whether that's a, you know, portfolio, a case study, a blog, a photo gallery, whatever. Um, you know, you want to do one once a fortnight, then whether that's something that you, you know, actually put in your diary as a recurring appointment, every second Tuesday, I'm going to spend um, an hour and a half reviewing our recent cases, like reviewing our recent work and choosing one and um, writing up a little bit of a spiel about it and chucking a photo on. And this is a good one that if you've got a team of employees, throw it out during a team meeting or whatever and go, hey, look, we're going to start putting some fresh content on our website what has been happening and if they're out boots on the ground doing the work get them snapping some photos get them Mm. giving you some feedback everyone's got a camera in their back pocket and honestly the photos and stuff that you can get with phones these days are actually really good secondly it's for web so it doesn't need to be mega high resolution. It's not getting printed. You still want something to like look nice and have good lighting is a big thing. Yeah. You know, you still want it to look good and not have fingers and stuff in front of it, which I still do sometimes. I swear <laughs> to God, I'm so bad. I was at just this. about to say most people should be capable of doing that. <laughs> <laughs> not me. But for people who aren't me, you know, it's not hard to just get some photos and stuff and, you know, get them to send them through to you. And then all it needs to be is you know, writing up, you know, even if you just start with writing up, say there was a project, you write who the client was, where it was, what you did, you know, just a few specs until you get comfortable with that pattern. And then as you get comfortable with it, then you might actually write a bit of a spiel to go with it. And so, and then you could do stuff profile, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like you need to do everything straight out the gate. Like make it easy on yourself. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like if you get started, you're going to be so much further ahead, even if you're only doing half of what you could do, you'll get so much further ahead, you know, in, in three months time than if you'd done nothing at all, or you've just been waiting for that perfect blog or writing that, you know, you get perfect photos and all that sort of shit. Life's not perfect. That's not how it rolls. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to calm down again now. And the more practice you get, the better it'll look. And if you really hate those first ones, go back and delete them. It's okay. But it's going to improve your SEO organically. But it's like us with this podcast. Like, you know, no offense, Lani. Don't I think, go listen to our first one. <laughs> like, I think we're hilarious. But to be fair, you know, like in a year's time, we're going to be looking back at this going, oh my God. Like, you know, <laughs> whereas if you don't start practice, if you don't start somewhere, you're never going to get good at it. Just like anything else in life. Absolutely. Cut yourself some break. I feel like that's how we end all our podcasts. Like, just have a crack. Just get started. Are they becoming inspirational? Is that what we're trying to be <laughs> Inspirational slash just pushy. Personal justification? <laughs> no, just like telling people what to do and being bossy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. So to wrap it up, make sure you're leveraging your content on your social media platform. That's my little 
like bugbear there. If you're going to all that effort to write a blog or pop it on your website, the same stuff can go across to your social media. It's good content. It's link. original content it's original. and it drives traffic back to your website content. Especially if you link it. Mm. Which, I mean, you don't always need to do. No. So if you think like, okay, I've written a blog or I've updated a pop, you know, a project or whatever, yes, you will post that onto your social channels, but that doesn't mean that then that's dead. It's not like you can never use content from that again. So make sure you repurpose it as much as possible. If you go to the effort of creating something, get every single thing out of it that you can. So, you know, if there's a, a statement in there that's really interesting, a fact or figure, a quote, a, just a, a little tidbit of information, like, you know, you might do the five steps to maintaining your braces, then you could do a series of posts. Here's step one, here's step two. It could be a Facebook story. It could be, you know, a reel. It could be anything like when you write one blog or you put up one piece of content, there could be like 20 social posts that you can derive from that for all your different platforms and stuff. So just make sure if you're gonna put time and effort into something. Get uh, bang for your buck. Yes, leverage it as much as possible. Um, another tip is if you're already sending out a weekly or a regular e-newsletter for your business, that content can be going on your website as well. So as long as it's relevant, obviously, but if it's news and information that you're putting out there, you can either be writing a blog about it or using your blog in your e-newsletter. So yeah, leveraging your content onto all your platforms is going to make the most of your marketing time. Absolutely. Man, I love content marketing. <laughs> so good. Yeah. All right. Well, good luck. I hope that um, everything goes well with your SEO. Just one little tidbit for today. Um, but yeah, make sure if you've got a few things you need to tweak or revise on your website, you go back and do that because if your website's not working properly to start with, you're going to struggle. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it can be just such a waste of time and money if you don't actually have an optimized site to start with. So that is 100% step one. Fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us and we hope you tune in next time. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for listening to this episode of Marketing and Margaritas. Find more free marketing tips, tricks and laughs at rebelnation.com.au.